do you protect yourself by being a different version of you? Sometimes that's a good thing to do. But if you do that too much, then you start to lose your authenticity. You start to lose who you are and become disconnected from who you are and from what makes you who you are. And today I want to talk about striking a balance between protecting yourself and still being vulnerable enough to be individual. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to visit number 26 to the self-improvement room. Hey, before we start, if there is anybody that you think would really benefit from listening to this podcast, I would really super appreciate you sharing it with them so we can get it out a little more so we can share this cool stuff that we're learning with more people. In saying that, I'm your host, Christy Davis, and this is The Self-Improvement Room. And it's a little bit about everything in regards to personal or self-improvement, personal development. And a lot of people think that's fluff. They think it's stupid. And then there are a lot of people who really like the idea but just don't know how to do it. (laughs) It's a lifelong journey. It's a lifelong commitment. And this podcast is really just designed to share my experiences with you because at one point I was barely functional and within 10 years I have achieved incredible heights and success within my music career and in my business careers and in my life in general. The amount that I've achieved in 10 years is more than a lot achieve in a lifetime and I'm not saying that to be egocentric I'm saying that to show you that you can come from a really really shitty place and achieve whatever you want in life and a lot of people say yeah well you can do it well I had a pretty terrible start in life and it didn't get better and I didn't help it for a really long time And I really do believe if I can do it, any freaking body can do it. Is it hard? Yeah, it's hard, but it's worth it. And today I want to talk about how some of us protect the real version of ourselves and pretend to be somebody else so you don't get hurt. And while that, also called masking, can be an effective way to manage anxiety, manage expectations, protect yourself, it can also be quite debilitating and damaging to who you are as a person. Sometimes life requires vulnerability. And one of my favourite people to talk about that is the incredible Brene Brown. She has done extensive research in what it means to be vulnerable And how that can impact your life in a completely positive way. Now, in this world that is becoming more connected and often very, very judgmental, it's really not that uncommon for people to develop different versions of themselves to shield who they truly are. Now, I was literally having this conversation with my best friend yesterday. Her little four-year-old boy is absolutely freaking hilarious. Like he just has so much personality. And when we were young, my best friend 
She was often very quiet and you would never, ever know that she was funny herself. And that's what I said to her yesterday. I'm like, oh, God, where does he get that from? And then I stopped and I thought, hang on, it's you and your dad. And she's like, yeah, it is me. And I'm like, yeah, but nobody sees that. Nobody sees that side of you. And she's like, you know what, I've been thinking about that. She said, I've been trying to show people more what I'm like because she's only close to a handful of people and we've been best friends since we were like four years old. So that's 35 years almost. And so I know her better than probably anybody else, maybe not her parents, but I know her really, really well. And I know that she's got this incredible sense of humour. She's super funny and very witty and very clever, but most people don't know. She just hides herself and creates different versions of herself to protect who she is. She didn't have a chance to do that with me because I was around from the time she was four. So I guess that's probably why we're really good friends too because we both have this kind of sense of humour. So when I said that, I'm like, oh God, you know, your little boy's so funny. And it, it just really got me thinking about what I wanted to talk about today. And uh, that that's what I'm saying when I say we create different versions of ourselves. A lot of us are worried about what people might think of the real us. Now, if somebody judges you when you're masking and pretending to be somebody else, then it's much easier to accept. The impact is much easier easier to accept because you can just say yeah well that's not the real me anyway they don't know me but if you're rejected when you are being your true self that can be really difficult until you get to the place of self-love and self-worth and you can fill your own cup where you then don't really care what anybody else thinks you just be a decent person and you know at the end of the day that you love yourself enough to be the real you and love the real you. Again, that place can be difficult to get to as well. And so in this episode, I am going to delve into that concept of creating alternative versions of yourself as a defense mechanism to protect yourself and then exploring the potential benefits and the drawbacks that it has and then looking at a way that you can or a way to strike a balance between that protecting of yourself and showing that authenticity. It's taken me a long time to strike a balance, um, especially, again, I do think ADHD has something to do with that because right off the bat and something I didn't know until I've been recently listening to my 19-hour ADHD book is we or people with uh, ADHD happen to share about 30% more of their thoughts than neurotypical people do. So a lot of the time I'm sharing thoughts that should be inside thoughts, inside of my head thoughts. And that is, you know, just me being authentic and a lot of the times not realising that I am sharing or oversharing and that puts me in this predicament where Sometimes I really do feel like I need to protect myself a little more and mask myself in particular situations because the real authentic me is a lot 
<laughs> and it can get me in trouble. So over the years, I've been learning to manage that and strike a balance. So protecting myself, but still maintaining congruence and authenticity. So if you are having a bad day, for instance, and you need to show up for your kids and you need to show up at work and, you know, you're having these massive relationship breakdowns, you've still got to put on a happy face when you go to work or when you see the kids. That's called masking. You're wearing a mask. That's not your true self. Sure, you can't really go to work an absolute mess and a heap. Uh, You're not going to get through the day very well. But how often can you wear a mask before it starts to be detrimental? So the idea of presenting different sides of yourself isn't really a new concept. I think throughout history, we've worn masks for various reasons. And that can be to fit in with societal norms. So the LGBTQIA plus community have done that for a really long time. We can do it to impress others or to protect ourselves from rejection. Often though, it is driven by rejection, the fear of judgment, the fear of rejection and that emotional pain. And as a result, lots of people wear masks that align with what they perceive as acceptable to people around them. So if you walk into a meeting of people you've never met but you soon gauge an idea for the type of room it is, a read on the room, you're looking around going, oh, okay, well, these people are quiet. They're quite serious. So I'm just going to sit here and, you know, be quiet, take a chill pill and relax. Some people don't bother wearing a mask at all, kind of like my daughter. Maybe that's because she is sometimes incapable of reading the room, which I love that about her, but can get her in trouble sometimes because she'll walk into a room like that and she will be at a thousand out of (laughs) ten. And people are like, who is this? But that's authentically her. And as long as she is comfortable and happy with that, that's a choice that we get to make. So as I was saying, we create these masks that align with who we think we should be in a particular environment. Now, obviously there are benefits. You've got the benefits of self-protection. So creating these different versions of ourselves. So that gives us things like emotional safety. So wearing a mask can protect those vulnerable emotions. So there's less potential for harm and it it allows you to navigate challenging situations with, I guess, a greater sense of control. Uh, One reason I have in the past worn a mask more than I probably should is adapting to to social circumstances, so social adaptation. So different social settings, as I was saying, often demand different behaviours. And if you adapt your personality to the room, once you've read the room, you can establish connections and foster relationships easier. But what I worry about on the other side of that coin is fostering relationships that aren't based on who you are. So you build all of these relationships and then they grow and the next minute you're invited out to these events and then you start to show them the real you and then everything starts to unravel. And you're like, why? Why? Well, because your relationship and your connections 
weren't based on the authentic version of yourself. Sometimes, though, for professional success, adopting a more polished and confident version of yourself can contribute to that success. So if I was to, again, it depends because I really do in all of my connections and relationships, I do try to be the same authentic version of myself. But there are situations where I know that I have to be a little more polished uh, and I know that I have to, I'm still maintaining my authenticity, but I'm to just being a little more professional. So again, though, that is somewhat a mask, but it's one that I understand I'm taking on and is not impacting who I am. So there are a lot of drawbacks of hiding your authenticity. So when you're hiding who you really are, you're very much disconnecting from yourself. So if you're continuously presenting a different version of yourself, then you can really start to disconnect from your real feelings, from your real desires and from your actual identity. And over time, that can result in feeling lost, not knowing who you are, feeling empty and an overall lack of fulfillment. It can also be quite isolating. So it's, it's ironic, but self-protecting, protecting yourself can isolate people from you because they might not be able to form those authentic connections. And that can, again, lead to feelings of loneliness and alienation. So you've got this kind of vicious cycle going on where you've got the fear that underlies that mask wearing, which can protect you and make you feel better about showing up. And then you've got, and then it also stops personal growth or slows it down and prevents you from addressing your underlying insecurities and that was the biggest thing for me was figuring out what my insecurities were and then tackling them head on. That's fearful. Sitting back and realising that you have a superiority complex, which I definitely did and still do to a certain degree, something that I'm still working on (laughs) because like I said, it's a process but looking at yourself and really judging in a positive way, but judging who you are and going, you know, do I want to be that person? You have to really face your insecurities to grow as a person and wearing a mask and pretending to be somebody else can really hinder that kind of progress. So where does that leave you if there are so many drawbacks on masking, but there are some positives of masking? I guess it comes to or it comes down to striking a balance. So protecting the real you doesn't have to mean you wear a mask all of the time. If you can find a balance between protecting yourself and authenticity, I think that's really the key. And for that, I think once again, and I talk about this a lot, but self-awareness, if you have self-awareness or if you develop self-awareness, then you understand your motivations for wanting to be a different person or wearing a mask. And gaining that type of self-awareness can help you identify your patterns and triggers as well. So 
knowing what sets you off, knowing what your triggers are and knowing the patterns that you have in life. So if you go through periods where you're like, okay, yeah, fine, life is going great, I'm exercising, I'm eating well, I'm feeling really, really good, I'm meditating, I'm motivated and then you're like, yeah, but shit, I know what's coming. (laughs) I know that I'm going to crash and burn and then because you feel that way, you self-sabotage and then you destroy everything that you're building and then you're back to rock bottom which is probably where you're comfortable and you're back asking yourself like why does this keep happening and if you can gain that self-awareness and really have a look and dig deep into why you or what your motivating factors are all those patterns and those triggers then you can really start to change yourself vulnerability is something that I mentioned earlier and the queen of vulnerability is no doubt Brene Brown but we as humans feel quite intimidated and it's quite daunting to embrace vulnerability but honestly it's essential for genuine real connections real friendships opening up about who you are that can encourage people to do the same and that's really one of the driving motivations, one of the driving factors that I have for showing up and being authentic and sharing with you guys the truth. So some of it's really ugly. Some of it is really positive, but it's all the truth. It's all who I am authentically. And that people can tell. People can tell when you are being vulnerable. They can tell when you are being real. They can tell most of the time anyway. Now, the other thing is we can have something called selective authenticity, not selective hearing like probably a lot of husbands and wives have, (laughs) but selective authenticity. Not all situations require complete vulnerability. That could be dangerous. But learning to share certain aspects of your authentic self can help you navigate different situations while staying true to your core values. So you can show parts of your authentic self. We call that selective authenticity. And then you have that self-compassion. So by practicing self-compassion, and acknowledging that everyone wears masks to some extent, if you're kind to yourself, then you can navigate that journey towards becoming more authentic. So, you know, in a world that values perfection, which is ridiculous because it just does not exist, if you ask me, perfection is hiding procrastination. (laughs) That's what that is. But in the world that you know, values perfection and it often kind of shines away from vulnerability, I think it's natural to want to protect yourself from potential harm or potential emotional turmoil. But the path to self-growth and meaningful relationships really does lie in embracing our authentic selves. So if we can recognise the masks we wear, think about it when you go to parties, when you go to work events, when you come home, when you see your family, which masks are needed? 
understand their purpose, understand the purpose that you have for each mask and then consciously choose to remove them when you know you're only wearing them to protect yourself. So remember, it's in our vulnerabilities that we have true strength and beauty and that's often where we shine the brightest and that sounds a bit cliche but it's true. It's when we are vulnerable and authentic that people can really relate. They can really relate and they can often see themselves in you and that is a really great way to motivate people as well to win over people so I think you'll be quite surprised actually quite surprised when you remove your masks and you share your real self how accepting people will be sure there'll be some people that won't be but that is always the way it is but if you can get to a point where you have self-awareness and then you have self-love and self-esteem and you start recognizing who you are as a person and accepting that, then a lot of that won't matter. It won't bother you that somebody has a problem with you. It'll be their problem, not yours. I'm telling you, self-love is at the basis of everything. It's not selfish. In fact, it's the most selfless thing you can do because when you love yourself, you can be there for others in a way that you've never been before. You can show up in a way you've never shown up before. There we go. That feels like a bit of a deep one this week, doesn't it? Protecting ourselves and not being our real selves. So I hope that you can use some of that and start to experiment with removing the masks and being a little more authentic or not being more authentic but showing that authenticity and really start to share who you are with people you feel comfortable and ready to be vulnerable with all right well until next week have a great week stay safe and stay well and please share this podcast with somebody that you think this stuff may really help all right talk to you next week